There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hi, let me, let me talk about talk. Here we go. Uh. I said you're living life as a gringo. Where you question, where you fit, and every time you mingle, they say you do this with not enough that. My rapping is really bad. <laughs> this life as a gringo. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo. I am Dramos, of course, and it is Thursday, so that means we have our Thursday Trends episode. And man, my guest is absolutely killing it right now in the world of music. He's an incredible artist out of Puerto Rico who's, man, done songs with everybody from Raul Alejandro, and he's also uh, signed to Tiny, who's the producer behind... Much of the Bad Bunny music that you hear. His album, Felicilandia, is out everywhere right now. Alvaro Diaz, how you feeling, bro? Hey, what's up, what's up? Happy to be here. Of course, <laughs> and man, I'm, I'm really interested to kind of hear your story a bit. I, I think today on our Thursday Trends episode, we, we might veer away from the trends a little bit just because I really fuck with your music and and all that you you do and Thank you. I, I kind of want to dive into a bunch of the stuff that you're working on. But before that, I do want to touch on on a couple different trending stories. Uh, if if it's cool with you, let's do it. All right. So I mean, I want to touch on a few things. I mean, obviously, it's like this ongoing saga of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West in the news. I know this week it's kind of cooled a little bit, but it just seems to kind of be. This topic that we can't get away from, Kanye's also uh, been banned for playing the Grammys because of uh, the Instagram posts that he's been putting out there. They feel that he is a, a liability. So we'll talk about their, their relationship a little bit. And I guess, you know, we'll, we'll kind of touch on what it means to have a public relationship. We'll also talk about Residente, who's been in the news a bunch lately. I mean, obviously, we talked about this on the show before. Uh, the beef with Jay Balvin, which I do want to get your perspective being from Puerto Rico as well as being an artist in that scene your, yourself. I mean, it seems like there's a real deep hatred going on there and it feels like it's also lit a bit of a fire uh, under Residente uh, and, and he's kind of just been doing his thing. We've seen him on the cover of uh, Rolling Stone, the, the Spanish version, of course, and and he has this um, this music video for uh, his song, This Is Not America, that everybody's been talking about. So I want to kind of get your take on uh, Residente and that whole beef that we've been seeing. 
On a positive side of things, in our Mijente segment, we'll talk about some people who have been doing some really, really incredible things. We'll talk about Carol G and this performance that she did, really kind of giving back, which has been absolutely amazing to see. And then, man, we'll, of course, get into all that you're doing because it's absolutely amazing. And we'll talk about your, your album as well as signing with Tiny. I want to talk about a bunch of different things, man. So we'll do all of that as per usual. To start, let's just kind of deep dive into some of, I guess, the nonsense that we've been been seeing. Uh, and we'll do it in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say a lot for the people in the back. In the world of, of kind of music and, and pop culture, um, but but more so in the, the world of, of hip hop where you have Kanye constantly making the news, right? As, as he always seems to. There's been this whole ongoing thing with now his, his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian. I mean, Kanye has been very public with his relationships with the people that he's dating. For you as an artist, I mean, listen, you're somebody who's blown up right now. There's going to be a lot of interest in who you're dating if there's not already. How do you kind of feel about putting your personal life like that out there for the world to, to see and to judge? Well, I think it depends on, I think on the level I am. I try to keep it like maybe low key. I'm a super private person, low key type of person. Yeah. So I don't know how I will be in that type of situation, but. Right. <laughs> right. I don't, you know what though? That that's like a whole nother level, right? Like once you get to that level of like Kim Kardashian, Kanye, I mean like Justin Bieber, people like that, like the paparazzi are everywhere you go. You can't really avoid it. You know what I mean? It's gotta be tough. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, so let let's now take it to somebody who is, is also from Puerto Rico, uh, another fellow artist, Residente. I mean, obviously, you know, a few weeks ago you had his beef with J Balvin kind of coming to light. Uh, and now it's just kind of been nonstop with him, um, you know, really just kind of putting in that work. We've seen him on the cover of Rolling Stone in Spanish. Um, he has the the video for This Is Not America that everybody's been talking about. I mean, let's kind of get your take as, as somebody in the industry. This is your world. This is your genre of music. I'm sure you know both of those guys to some degree. How do you kind of feel when you, you see this whole back and forth that, that goes on between two artists that like this? I mean, like, uh, this track has been around like forever, you know, like mm -hmm. like tiradera, like that's mm -hmm. part of the culture. Uh, uh, since I was little, like I remember like the best wars ever, and turning out to be fan of both of artists that got involved in the war. Right, uh, but with this situation, I, I I don't really I really think like something must have happened backstage, something that we uh. don't know because I think. Resident is really coming for all, you know, like, yeah. and, I, and I don't think what we've seen on social media is enough for him to be like that mad, I guess, at someone right? Uh, to go at him and knowing that body probably is not going to answer. Right. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe one day we can know what, what's really going on. Like, I don't know. I'm like, kind of lost. Like, like what's yeah. really going on? But. I mean, it's part of it, you know, it's on you. If you don't like, I prefer a hundred times that you take it to the music that you go personal against somebody, you know, so. Right. So if you can get that anger <laughs> out in a track, it's better than that, that see him wearing then something 
bad happens, something like that. Right. You know? No, that, that's a great point. I also think that sometimes these kinds of things push people to make some of the best art. You know what I mean? Like if we think of, you know, some of like Drake versus Meek Mill, you know, like the, the records that came out from there, especially on Drake's side, or even we go back to like the origins of, of reggaeton when you had like the DJs kind of feuding with one another, you know, and and putting out these different mixtapes. It, it it helped make the music that much better, right? Because they, they were all inspired to kind of one up each other. It's kind of real. Like, I, I don't, I always remember, like, the, I once, once was talking with Resident and he always told yeah. me, I always remember, like, he told me, Ruben Blades told him that mm. always write when you anger, like, what you get mm. when you feel anger or when you feel something, you're never gonna get that back when you don't feel like that anyway. So, right. Kind of see him mad writing this. So it's like, <laughs> I gotta have like that. Thing he told me on his mind like he probably i know he must felt something you know like to, right. to go it's not do he's not the rapper he's gonna do something just to do it you know so right what right. i think something backstage must happen or something i don't know is, is it weird though for you as like an artist i mean i'd imagine to a degree you're kind of caught in the middle right because from from puerto rico you have somebody like residente who's just this legend right you can't help but look up to him growing up and then obviously balvin you know has been that dude you know, to a degree, at least taking it to the mainstream these last few years we've seen. Is it is it strange? Kind of like, do you feel like you have to pick sides? Or you just kind of let them do their thing. No, I don't. I don't feel like in that in that one. I don't. I don't feel think like I have to pick sides. You know, it's like I just am a spectator. You know, like I respect right. them both. You know, and Residente knows it. Like, like I've been a fan like you know since I was little. You know, like right. Some time ago, the the Rao and the Jayco happened. That was like harder right. for me because i do have like a relationship with both so it's like right. damn right. you know like you have to be like in the middle but i think i hope that ends up fine you know doesn't end up in nothing bad right right i love that you got to kind of stay neutral and, and not choose a side which i love man uh, uh -huh. so with that said let's keep it positive and move into some uh positive things happening from our community and we'll do it in our segment called mi gente I don't know if you saw this, but Bacow G performed at a prison recently in, in Colombia, which looked incredible. I mean, the the pictures that we've, we've seen so far, like you could just see the the joy that she brought to the, those people getting to perform there. I'm, I'm curious for you. Do you have any place, any type of event, any particular, you know, maybe somewhere in Puerto Rico that you would love to perform, that you'd love to be able to bring your your music to something like that? Well, I would love to perform in a jail too, you know, like mm. and 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 maybe for for people that that really needs that needs it, you know, to to yeah. have a little bit of motivation to keep going with life, you know, life is not mm. it's not easy. So, but mm -hmm. I, but that Karoji thing is really inspiring. Always remember me. Always makes me think of Julio Voltio in Puerto Rico. He did like a DVD. I remember like an event in a jail, yeah. also Blanco. I think he was. And it was really legendary. So it kind of took me back there. So yeah. seeing it, it's like, I hope I can do, uh, like, it's good to perform for everybody, but it would be sure. really cool to to make an impact like that for some orphans or for some right. woman that's not having the best time of their life or people like that, you know, like, if you can bring a little bit of joy, that's it, bro. I love that. Well, what about, like, even just in a regular concert space, like, what is the the one place? So like here in New York City, it's like Madison Square Garden, right? That's uh -huh. like 
every artist is like, one day I would love to play Madison Square Garden. For anybody from Puerto Rico, what is like the venue that you guys all see? Like one day I would love to have a, a sold out concert this place. Uh, damn, I guess the Choliseo. The Choliseo mm. is, is like the place to 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 be. Like yeah. I hope I do one one day. I don't know if my, the type of music I do is is like the perfect fit for my type of music. Maybe uh, uh, it's La Baseball Stadium is like better for my right. for my type of music because of the energy. But it will be great to do. It will be so so legendary to have that on on your on resume. Like. It would be right. crazy, but I would love to do like Madison Square Garden, este, El Palacio de los Deportes in Mexico. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's some legendary, I have to do it, you know, like there's a yeah. lot of places in the world I, I would love to, to perform Coachella, you know, like, yeah. it's like that's it, on the it, bucket list. Right. The bucket, and, But it's, it's funny, man, because you have, it's funny that Madison Square Garden, like me as, as somebody who's born and raised in New York, Madison Square Garden, while it's special, it just seems pretty normal to me, right? But it's funny that people, not only just in the States, not only just on the islands, but all over the world, recognize somewhere like Madison Square Garden, right? You had, like, when El Alfa what, was having his headlining show in Madison Square Garden, it was a huge deal, right? People were, were excited. Like, what is it about, kind of, you know, when you're, when you're growing up in, in, in Puerto Rico that you hear the name Madison Square Garden that makes you kind of add that to the bucket list? I mean, it's, it's like the number one place, I think, like for, for main events. Like, mm -hmm. I remember the Tito Trinidad fight since I yes. was little. Like, everybody will, will try to go from Puerto Rico to Madison Square Gardens when they were not in Vegas just to go to see Tito or Miguel Cotto. You know, right. those were kind of our superheroes, you know, like. But mm -hmm. also in music, it's like like the level of respect, uh, you know, you get when when, yeah. when you play in the certain type of arenas. Like, I think it's that that's it. It's like. Plus the New Year Knicks, you know, like I was right. like always like a Knicks fan when I was little, so yeah. it's, it's important to me. I think, man, you're 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 touching on a lot of really kind of sentimental things. Like for me, when I was a kid, like uh, Trinidad and and uh, Involtio, like th these are names that I haven't spoken about. I feel like in a long time because not everybody, if you didn't grow up in a certain era, you don't necessarily understand it, but. I mean, let, let's talk about, you know, you a, a, as a kid, you know what I mean? Like, what, what are some of the kind of the bigger influences that, that you had growing up, you know, be it music or just culturally? Uh, well, I think uh, maybe Teo Calderon, uh, mm -hmm. Julio Voltio, like Calle 13, Sarmi Lennox. Yeah. Like, obviously, I, I grew up with all the reggaeton movement when it was kind of blowing up, like the golden era. So I right. always tell people, like, reggaetoneros were like our select. Nuestra selección nacional from football, yeah, you can see like yeah. how euphoric everybody is with the football teams in Mexico and Spain. Right, like, you, I can really relate to that because I remember when Daddy Yankee was starting doing like big things, Domal, Teo Calderon. Mm -hmm. You can feel like it was you, you know, yeah. like you didn't feel like great for him. You feel like right. it's us. It's like yeah, we are like we. I remember seeing Yankee with Fat Joe or Teo with Fat Joe, and that was like. Mm -hmm. Oh, like I was them. Like it's not like oh, good right. for them. No, it was like something like that. So I think is with with the names like Trinidad, like like Miguel Cotto. I think it translates mm -hmm. to my music. I really, I really think my music is really nostalgic uh, vibe. Yeah. That's why Felicilandia, uh, like the names, the reference. Then even the name of of Felicilandia is from a theme park in Puerto Rico. Like when I was little, so it's kind of nostalgic type of vibe. So I'm I'm. I'm like that type of rapper. Like I'll I'll do anything, but I always try to 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 get you there, you know. So 
takes yeah. you to a good place. Like, damn, I remember when I used to yeah. watch these fights or this rapper or whatever. You know? Right. No, I, I love. I think you you you've hit on something that I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand because I think that as Puerto Ricans, even here in the states, when you see one person from the island doing great, it's it is that feeling like we are all winning. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, we're all rooting for you to win and and i mean do, that's got to bring though because now you are in a position where i'm sure there's another generation looking at you and and saying like man look at i thought look at all that he's doing i could be that guy does it bring a bit of pressure for you as an artist though knowing that like you have that many people kind of counting on you i i think it brings more inspiration i think mm -hmm. uh, bro like i always been rooting for this moment uh, and my main goal in my music is like inspire so came back up for that from that right. you know like I, i'll try to do everything to inspire like i always been that type of rapper that experience with new sounds and everything is is with yeah. that idea like maybe we can inspire somebody to make it better you know like mm -hmm. in the future like maybe we're doing some moves today that can inspire a kid to talk about me like this in yeah five or ten years you know so right. so that's what i do it for all right you know what now feels like a good time to take a quick break so we'll do that and then we'll be right back I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. All right, we are back. So let, let's talk about the music because I was really impressed by the, the album because I felt like I got so many different vibes just listening to this one album, which I, I love. You know, I'm a fan of every type of music, you know, so to, to, to hear, you know, this type of album where you go all these different places was really cool to, to kind of see. I mean, we're, we're seeing that a lot, which I love a lot of experimentation when it comes to Latin music. I mean, but you particularly, you have a that song, you know, 18 plus one, which is like this like indie R&B kind of vibe. Right. And, and then 
I, I actually, I think the whole last few songs on the album are all like you just experimenting with these different sounds. I mean, you have a song with Rawayana, who are incredible. And and then like, I really loved uh, Paraya, which is like this really cool kind of dancey record. I mean, yeah. let, let's talk a bit about like the influence for, for wanting to incorporate so many different types of vibes and different sounds on the album. Well, I think it, the album is mostly inspired by all the music I listened to growing up mixed mm-hmm. with the music that I was listening on in the pandemia, the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, like closing my house, like in Puerto Rico, they have like curfew. So you couldn't go right. out. So I couldn't do no, no, nothing more than listen to music, watch movies mm-hmm. and create music, you know? Right, right, so, right. So it's, it, it's kind of a mix of all that. And I think I, I, I never was holding back, but like the, 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 maybe the situation that I was having in, in music wise, I, I was kind of holding back and couldn't be like releasing all the type of music I wanted to drop when I was drunk, wanted to drop it. But yeah. in Felicilandia, I got like the perfect time to, to, to create that. And I didn't hold back with different sounds because it's me. Like, you know, I'm not trying to do none of those sounds to be cool or to right. something. It's like really what I listen to. So I just try to put out an, a type of album that if you like it, you like me as a, as a person or as a music fan, you know, like, sure. it's like if somebody can relate to this album, they, they could really have like a good conversation with me or whatever, you know, cause it's me. At the end of the I, day. Yeah. I, I love that. I, it's funny, man, because I think you bring up the pandemic and like, I'm, I'm a DJ, you know, first and foremost. So I couldn't obviously play out in clubs anymore during the pandemic. So what happened for me was I feel like over the last few years of DJing, I would only listen to songs that I knew I could play in the club, right? I wasn't really listening to music just to kind of vibe out and enjoy it. So now with not being able to play out in the clubs, I found myself experimenting a little bit more with the songs that I would listen to. And it's funny, you know, it's funny that you're putting out this album and it's like almost like the pandemic gave you that freedom to finally like explore and not have to worry about putting out like a club banger or a song that's going to, you know, go on the radio or something like that. Definitely, definitely. And I think it worked it worked out good for a couple of artists like are in my same vibe. Like we we, yeah. we do what we wanna do, not not what maybe we should do. And that's maybe right, a problem, right. but but <laughs> but it, it kinda worked and worked out for the for the for the fans too and the listeners. I think every yeah. most of people were in that situation, like like you saying too, like most of people be like, Okay, I don't have to listen to the top forty no more. Let's see what right. what else. Let, Let's connect. Let's connect, and maybe that type of music, like sad music or yeah. live bars type music, connect mm-hmm. more because everybody got on their feelings type of way. Like in the in the in the pandemic, you know, because yeah. you gotta do a lot of thinking, you know, like right. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that's one hundred percent true. Uh, last thing I wanna I wanna ask you, I mean, staying on the the topic of music, let's talk about Tiny, who you are you are you're assigned to. And when we talk about these legends, it's like Tiny is is a part of this new generation, but somehow has like gotten this legendary status, right? Because of all the incredible yeah. work he's done. I mean, obviously, I feel like Bad Bunny is like that as well. He's still a newer artist, but has quickly become like this legendary status in, in Latin music, right? I mean, talk to me about how you first met Tiny and started kind of working to, together and then eventually signing with him, uh, you know, to, to put out your records on his label. Bro, so long story short, I was I, I am really good friends with Tunes of mm-hmm. Looney Tunes, the legendary yep. producers. So they they were the ones that discovered uh, Tiny, right? At the beginning, yeah. like they start doing this mass flow, Los Benjamins album. 
Tenny was yeah. signed to Looney Tunes. So when I was like, like maybe 10 years ago, 12 yeah. years ago, I met Tiny uh, wow. going out. Like he, he became instantly one of my like best friends. Uh, and we were like yeah. just going out and having fun and not, it's not like he's a person that goes out every, every weekend, you know, but yeah. like getting together, getting to know each other before we make music. My first, mm -hmm. the first song that I ever dropped is called Chicas de la Isla. Mm -hmm. And he produced it. So wow. uh, now end up being signed with the management team in 16. It's yeah. like a full circle, you know, because it's somebody that believed in me before uh, anything of this happened. Everybody, before anybody really believed in me, just my family and friends, because he really did like the first beat ever. So he didn't know yeah. how people were going to react. And wow. so it feels like a full circle, you know, now working with him is easy because he's like, my bro you know like i don't have mm -hmm. to like try to get sessions or nothing it's like whenever i want to talk to him i just call him whenever i want to present a project to him to work on it or, or maybe i have an idea he can help me with everything yeah. i'll ask he, he he'll help me in the same way you know like yeah I, he did an album with with Jandel and mm -hmm. he he kind of told me like it would be cool if i wrote one of the songs and it wow. ended up being one of the singles like the deja vu one I wrote yeah. one, wrote that one with one of my bros. It's like we're collaborating, like even to this yeah. day, you know. And my in Felicilandia, he's, he has like two tracks, and yeah. I hope in the new one he has a couple because you know he's busy. He's your friend, but he's, <laughs> yeah, you know, like he's got a lot going <laughs> he on. Yeah, he doesn't stop. It's like you can be with him in the studio, but he gotta finish sending songs, you know. Like so, right. it's not like yeah, he, it's easy for him, but it's cool. Right, but it's crazy. It's cool to see because it's like. I think the beauty of a, of a place like Puerto Rico, you have all these people who are international artists, but they're all coming from this very small island, right? This like really small, tight knit scene. So it, it's really dope to kind of just see the collaborations come together, wherein like, you know, hip hop is super spread out. So it's harder to get those big names together. But I feel like for, for you guys, especially, the, you know, the, the ones from the island, like you guys all are intertwining on each other's records while you're having massive success on your own and then together. It's a beautiful thing to see. No, it's it's great to see for us. I think like I, I really we really can understand it how from a, a tiny tiny island, you know, yeah. so many uh, uh, great artists came out. I compare it maybe to I always talk to my bros. It's like maybe I compare it to Santo Domingo with baseball mm -hmm. or Brazil yeah. to soccer. I think you you see so many people around you make it. Mm -hmm. You don't have yeah. like another choice just to try to make it. You know, like yeah. it does it makes you like go after it. Maybe from yeah. other places, I, which I don't know. Maybe you can feel a little bit like, damn, nobody from here. But yeah. I think it, it has a lot of it has a lot of to do with that, you know, from your environment. Like when I was little, in every school there was like a rapper, a couple of rappers. Like in right. every school, like, like right. and I knew them. Like I know uh, this one's from here. Like I know Lenny, Lenny was from here. Tiny was yeah. from here. Like you kind of right. like know everybody. Like there's more of the rappers I know them like from back in the day. Like sure crazy yeah no nah, I, I love that it's a beautiful thing man so listen and uh before we get out of here i know you've been talking about you know new music you've been kind of teasing you're working on on that stuff so what can we kind of expect now uh maybe for the rest of the year or, or moving forward from you well I'm, I'm really excited working on this new album like uh, it's called sayonara mm -hmm. uh, and it's not a continuation from uh, felicilandia but it has something to do with it So I think okay. it's going to be really fun uh, uh, to get like these new sounds because I'm like that type of artist like, oh, you like this sound? 
I'm gonna bring you right. another one. It's not like right. I'm gonna <laughs> stay right. on the same because yeah. I think that's gonna that's what makes like a Kanye, for example, that we were talking yep. about Kanye makes him yep. interesting. Like you don't know how the next album is gonna sound. You kind of right. don't know. You kind of expect, and you know it's gonna have some type of vibe. But he always like switch it, and I think that's what makes makes him have. 42 years old and still be relevant, still be right. people interesting. It's like JC, like yeah. even though he doesn't change it as much as as drastic as Kanye, yeah. you can always feel how it bringing something uh, you know different to the table. Right. So that's what I'm inspired from, and I hope to keep doing it to to uh, as long as I last in this music industry. You know, like bringing new sounds and experimenting with new things. I love that, bro. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. It's been a pleasure getting to meet you. I love the music, man. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I'm sure we'll hopefully cross paths again at some point soon. Thank you, my bro. Absolutely. <laughs> man, big shout out to Alvaro Diaz for hopping on the show today. I really enjoyed that, that conversation. And man, his album is incredible. Felicidad Diaz. So make sure you check that out. But now we'll keep it moving and we'll hear from some of y'all in our Ask a Gringo segment. But first, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Ask a gringo. All right, so for this week's Ask a Gringo, we're going to keep it kind of light uh, and we'll, we'll keep it a little short. But what I what I asked y'all was, do you make who you are dating public for social media? Why or why not? Or do you feel like the person that you're dating should, quote unquote, claim you publicly so you know it's real? And this is uh, based off of kind of the Kim and Kanye thing. Obviously, what I was talking about with Alvaro was, you know, this this idea of, of all that comes with making your relationship public. And obviously, you know, when you're when you're talking about celebrities, it's a bit different. There's going to be a bit more attention. But for us regular folk, there still are the elements of 
people being in your business and social media has kind of made all of us this sort of, you know, pseudo celebrity where people can see into our lives and many of us feel the need to share personal, you know, aspects of our of our lives. So I want to kind of get into that and see where y'all what y'all think about it. You know, some people don't feel like they want to, you know, post their significant other on, on social media or I've seen people not want to like tag them, you know, because they don't want people kind of following their their girl or something like that or their or their man. But I want to hear y'all's perspective when it when it comes to all this. So I'm going to read a couple uh, quickly that we got here. At Bren J Life Coaching says, I personally don't believe it is necessary. It can be quote unquote official without ever being blasted all over the place or without being extra about the post. However, it definitely helped keep some dudes away. I used to work in a very social environment. And once they realized I was in a relationship, I wouldn't get the DM slides anymore. And that that makes sense to me. I, I think, yeah, I understand the the idea of like, you know, wanting to kind of keep away potential suitors. I mean, but let's be real. There's a lot of people that just don't give a fuck if you're in a relationship or not. They're willing to ignore that, you know. But I but I I, I get what you're saying. I, I agree that I don't think it's necessary. I remember back in the day it used to be like, oh, it's not real until it's official on Facebook, you know? And now I just think that, you know, as social media becomes more and more of like this really just fake world, it's like there's a lot of things you want to kind of keep for for yourself. And I and I I could see and understand people you know, not wanting to kind of share that aspect of themselves. You know, you always see couples like posting their anniversary pictures. Look at this gift this person got. We're on vacation this. We're on vacation that. Look at us. We're so happy together. And, and to me, it's just kind of like, you know, what are you, are you, are you living to show off your relationship or are you actually genuinely enjoying it? You know, I, I never completely got that whole, whole concept as well. But, you know, again, that's, that's maybe just me. Let's see where we want more. At Elizabeth underscore ZR says, before I was a mom, yes, post slash claim. Now that I'm a mom, no post until we have dated for some time just because I wouldn't let the person meet my baby girls until I was sure it was going to last. That makes And that makes sense. I think obviously it's a bit different when you're a parent and you have kids and you go back into that dating field. You don't want your, your kids, especially if they're younger, to kind of get confused, you know, uh, or to get attached to somebody who might not necessarily be there for the long term. So that makes complete sense to me. It's interesting, though, you that at one point in time, you felt like it was necessary to be, you know, like social media um, official. And again, no judgments to each his own. My only point to that is, you know, I know for many people, they feel like it might keep others away from their significant other. And, and I'm sure to, to some degree, that might be true uh, in, in certain circumstances. But at the same time, there are plenty of people who actively have you know girlfriends or boyfriends on social media but are out in these streets and it doesn't seem to stop people from uh participating in those activities so i don't think it means as much as people try and make it out to be now i'll quickly say for me you know i, I i'm i'm not somebody who posts my significant other on on social media you know i think especially now as i've gotten older you know over the last few years or so i think you know, for, for me, I'm not somebody who has this crazy following or, or anything like that. But at the same time, I also recognize that I'm exposing the people that I care about to kind of maybe the negative aspects that come along with being somebody who's working in media, you know, and that goes for my parents, that goes for my, my niece and nephew, you know, that I, I just don't post people that are really close to me. I just want to protect them as much as possible from anybody kind of, you know, doing some fuck shit to, to be quite frank, you know, and I, and I think that especially how my job and my life is pretty much an open book, you know, I share a lot of really personal things 
on my various platforms and in my content. And I, I think that it's important as a human being to reserve some things for yourself, you know, and, and my relationship and my family uh, would fall under that. You know, I don't want those relationships to be tainted by, by social media and, and the outside world, you know, throwing in their two cents. It's also interesting to me, like couples who are super like, you know, like who have crazy followings, whether influencers or, or celebrities, and they're like, you know, all together and like they have these fan pages and all this shit. Like, I'd imagine that that also comes with some sort of like crazy pressure. I feel like I can't remember who the hell this was. Might be the, the writer Rachel Hollis. I don't know. But she she and her husband, I believe, were like super active as like a married influencer couple. And their relationship kind of began to lose, I think, some of its like realness and that real connection because it became performative. Like they had to do certain things together for the sake of content, you know? And and even after their relationship began to dwindle, they like felt this pressure to kind of keep the act up rather than kind of moving on with their their lives. So I just think it creates this really fucking weird dynamic that uh, in, in any way, shape or form, I just have no interest in, in being a part of. And I think it's all something to, to consider. Now with that said, let's wrap it all up in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. Time for conclusion. Mm. All right, so I'll keep it short and sweet, man. I, you guys just heard my take on uh, on the idea of making your relationship public and all that comes along with it. That also goes even outside of relationship. People who like overshare their everyday life and like air people out on social media, like it just never made sense to me. I don't, I don't see what you're getting out of trying to publicly shame or humiliate somebody. Or even when you keep it vague, it's like, listen, most of these people on social media, they're not your friends. They're not your, your, you know, really people who care about you. They don't have your best interest in mind. You know, it's really just uh, at the end of the day, you're looking for attention most times. And to me, it's the wrong kind of attention. And you're allowing people into really personal parts of your life that they shouldn't have access to. Like, I think Jay Shetty, I saw a clip he had posted where I think he was just talking about the idea of not using his phone in his bedroom or when he first wakes up or anything like that. But he was basically saying, like, you know, you wouldn't allow hundreds of people into your bedroom, you know, in the physical sense. But why do you allow them when it comes to your phone? I think it's the same thing with social media. It's like you wouldn't allow 100 people to come in your your house and start prodding around in your most personal kind of nooks and crannies. Why would you want to post something personal out there in social media and kind of digitally do that? Just doesn't make sense. That's my take on it. And, And then when it comes to this Residente J Balvin thing. I mean, uh, we've talked about it a bunch. I think kind of for me, the only thing I would say is when you begin to critique somebody's mental health, you kind of go a bit too far. Other than that, I'm all here for the battle rap and the sport of it. And I think when we look at what Residente has been doing recently, it is like he has this fire lit underneath him. And I think having this like feud with Jay Balvin, you can't help but think that it has something to do with this kind of new fuel that he seems to have where he really is just all over the place right now. And for that, it's a positive thing. And then last thing, we talk about Carol G performing that prison. I just think that that's legendary. That's on some like Johnny Cash type shit. You know, I think when we talk about the prison system, you're talking about some of the most forgotten people in this world. And obviously, you know, you have many people there who committed crimes and have to serve time for for what they did. But that doesn't mean that they're not human beings. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't be trying to figure out ways to rehabilitate them and at the very least, that we shouldn't be giving them the the common decency of being treated like a human being. And at the end of the day, of course, prison is is something that is meant to hopefully deter people and also correct behavior. But if you just use it as a means to kind of torture people and and take away their humanity, it's like, how can you expect them to come out of there 
like, you know, rehabilitated people ready to now participate in a positive way in life. You know, you've just taken away all of their human decency for, for their time period in there. I just don't think it's a it's a scenario that helps people kind of become the best version of themselves, which, you know, the prison system is supposed to be about serving your time and then being able to, you know, once you've paid your debt to society, come back and, and live a, live a, a better life, hopefully. Right. So I long that's a long winded way of saying, you know, things like Carol G going there to perform at least breaks up some of the miserableness for those people and, and, and hopefully may even give them some sort of hope or some sort of direction and inspiration to want to turn around their lives when they get the opportunity to do so. Now, with that said, thank y'all so much for tuning into today's episode. Big shout out to my guests this week, Alvaro Diaz. And man, we'll be back Tuesday with a brand new episode, of course. Until then, have an incredible weekend. And check out dramos.com for everything related to my blog, uh, booking info, all of the above. Check it out. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.